0: Hello, this is Robbie Lee and Sam and welcome once again to the third row from the front today is a little bit different as we're not um, reviewing a movie but a seven part series on Netflix called Midnight Mass now this is from the writer director of the um, Haunting of Hill House uh, Haunting of Bly Manor and he's done a bunch of movies he did the he 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 does a lot of um Stephen King adaptations so he did Doctor Sleep, he did Gerald's Game. Um I want to say there's another one but I forget what it is right now. He also did maybe that's the only two and I'm like he does a bunch. Um he also has his own, you know, movies like Oculus, he did the um what is it called? The Ouija Origin of Evil which was like the weirdest thing ever. I never saw the first one but I heard it was awful and then the second one was really good because he made it anyway he tends to use the same cast he also did that movie hush um with his wife uh katie siegel she usually comes out in his in his stuff or it might be kate siegel but anyway uh so this one we're gonna do something a little different not only in that we're doing a kind of like a mini series but we're also doing two parts to this podcast so the first half we're gonna talk to you as if you haven't seen it and so we're gonna tell you why you should see it. I'm not even going to say why or why you shouldn't, because obviously <laughs> why are we spending so much time on it, right? So we're going to talk, discuss it without any spoilers. Uh, and then we're going to definitely give you, like, we're going to draw a line in the sand, and we're going to say, okay, from this point forward, we're going to start talking more in depth about the show. But we'll give you plenty of warning before we get into that. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, you'll have time to to turn this off, you know, if, if you haven't seen it. Um, but, yeah, just a quick synopsis um and 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 in a way i kind of i don't want to give too much away even with a synopsis because we didn't know much going into it because the 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 trailer or the teaser trailer that they show it really doesn't give much away um you see this small town and it's like on an island you know you can tell it's it's like it's like a small fishing community and it's you know there's only like A couple hundred people maybe even just a hundred people living out there it's really small um and then you start seeing that uh well first of all this new priest comes into town like they had a a, they had like their old priest but he's um he went away because he wasn't he's not feeling well he's 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 old you know so then this new priest comes in to take his place and as soon as this guy shows up like Strange things start happening, like good things like there's these so called miracles that start happening um and affecting people's lives, and that's like the nice part of it, but then <laughs> of course uh then you have like the flip side of that where there's also these weird you know creepy occurrences that are going on at the same time, and you don't really know what's causing either one of these is it the priest is he did he is he like creating these miracles but what what is this also this malevolent force that seems to be um happening uh on the island as well so that's really all you get from the from the trailer um but it's this really is almost like a seven hour movie i know that sounds like daunting but it's 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 a mini series but it's it's basically like a movie I, i thought of it like a movie it's really cinematic and really well Shot, but we'll get we'll get into these details here in a second. So, Sam, um, what did you think of Midnight Mass? What are your thoughts?
1: I obviously loved it <laughs> so much that I told you we needed to <laughs> review this series. Yeah, even though it's not a movie, I feel like it was such a good show. Just everything about it was just done so well. It was just perfectly executed. The story, the writing, the acting, um, the monologues, like everything about it. So um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think it's important to know that this this series is meant to be like a a scary show or like a horror genre. Um, So for people who haven't heard of this series or or you don't know anything about it, um, just know that it is supposed to be like a horror story type of show um and we knew that we knew it was supposed to be something scary because we follow um the haunting of hill house Mm -hmm. and all that stuff on instagram and they started advertising this midnight mass so we're like okay he's not gonna do a haunting series um this year but it's meant to be something scary in its place right so we we were already excited to watch it and we were getting more and more confused by the teasers that they were putting out because we had no idea what it meant. You know, what does Midnight Mass mean? And why are they just showing us this island? And it's, it was just weird. Um, but I don't want to give too much away about it either um, because all the different elements that he put in this show is what made it great. And he, the timing of the elements, there's, you know, to the story. Um, I know I can't be specific right now, but just the timing and how he reveals certain things just made this show that much more like powerful and just better. And so um, I very much enjoyed it. You can look at it as a drama um, horror series, um, and I recommend it to people who like to watch those type of genres. Um, but I will say it it has a lot of religious... Uh, points um, brought up in this show. So, if you are someone who gets offended really easily about different religious theories, I might not recommend this show to you. Um, but I, I do would I would want these people to those type of people to see the show anyway because what it really does is just open the dialogue and it, it it poses those questions and, you know, you hear these characters give their answers and they're all different but I think they're still important to hear. Um, so I think everybody should see this show but I'm just warning you that if you're someone who easily gets offended or upset by, you know, religious... Um, I don't even know what you call it
0: religious questions religious discussions
1: yeah or yeah you might not want to watch this or if the type of horror um movies or stories that have to deal with religion um if that really scares you then you might not want to see this i don't know um but you know that's your preference obviously but i can tell you this show was made so well everything was done so well and i highly recommend it cuz we thoroughly enjoyed the show
0: yeah i mean i knew and i knew i was going to enjoy it only because i i don't think i've seen a single thing that mike flanagan has done that i've been like that oh, wasn't so good or i didn't care for that this guy he just he really writes um he just writes really well like he writes there he writes horror stories but they're he also knows how to write dialogue he knows how to write characters like every time (laughs) excuse me every time these characters talk or discuss things like there's (laughs) there's so many parts in here where I was like exactly or like I, I was agreeing with this character because it's me it was like this is this was me growing up you know um asking these questions and and not getting the answers that I wanted but he knows how to write this kind of dialogue he knows how to write monologues as well um and it's never boring and it's nobody writes like that anymore like i f- i was telling you earlier i said like, i feel like you know we've reached this age of like add what you know that's our 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 attention span is just so short and by i mean us i mean like society we, we're so used to like quick cuts instant and
1: gratification instant right.
0: gratification no nothing lasting more you know uh, no shots lasting more than like a few seconds on characters because people start to get bored. They start to tune out and they're like, "Uh, you know, you start to cut back and, you know, that's why they everything, all the editing is cut, you know, very fast. And he doesn't do that. I mean, like I said, he writes monologues. It's almost like you're watching like Shakespeare. Like you're, you know, someone is talking for a good, a solid like three, four, five minutes, you know, but it's, it's very interesting what they're saying. Like you're like it's it may be something you've thought before you never have thought before you're like that's an interesting way of thinking of that um
1: and And these actors deliver too yeah they're doing these monologues like you said you're not bored you're not you know waiting for it to end you are so intrigued by every word they're saying like they you're, you're you're just lingering on every word for them to finish their their monologue because it's it's just he made the the scripting so interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, to the point where it's uh, I said this also to you before. It's like it's like almost like you're watching a drama with horror elements in it. Mm-hmm. So for for people, some people that's not going to be in. Like some people want to see like I want to see a horror show. Well, this is that, but it's not. Um, I'm trying to think of like an equivalent. It's not like I was comparing it to like American Horror Story. American Horror Story is very much you know it's very um, kitschy. It knows that it's it's like almost like trash television. Like you know what I'm saying. Like and and that's not that's not to insult that show. It's just it knows that that's what it is, and that's what it's that's it's not trying to do anything more than that. It's just um, setting up these crazy characters and these crazy things going on, and you're supposed to kind of laugh with the horror as well. Like oh my god, this is so crazy, and oh my god, it's funny, and you know it's very campy um this is like it's funny because i was re- I, I told you this the other day i was like i wonder what stephen king thought of this or if he's seen this because this strikes to me like it's really up his alley and i kid you not i was reading uh reviews today and richard roper himself his the title of his um article was uh the best stephen king uh Miniseries not written by Stephen King, or something and I was like, exactly. I was like, this feels like something Stephen King would have written. Um, I'm not gonna tell you what because then I feel like if I compare it to anything, it's gonna give it away. What, what what's going on, or what you know, what we're seeing here. But I felt very much so like this was a Stephen King adaptation, but it's not. It's an original. Um, and yeah, I really highly recommend it. Like you said, um, some people, if they're really really religious deeply religious they might be offended by some of the things in here but that always makes me laugh because i'm like if you're so if if you're that um what do you call it if you're that deeply re- religious i think it's funny that a movie or a comedy a joke or something can is going to shake your faith like you know you should be yeah. confident enough in your faith to be like oh well, i don't agree with this but this is entertaining or this is an interesting take you know, so I, right. I I would say go ahead and watch it. I mean obviously if you watch like one or two episodes and you're like, Okay, this is offensive, you can just turn it off. It's nothing obscene.
1: Yeah, it's nothing It's
0: just <laughs> it's yeah. those questions some people don't like
1: It's not the, bashing. Right.
0: But there there are certain people like you said that don't like these questions that right. are asked because to them it's like it's it's um you know it's like negating their faith or whatever it's like no no it's just questions people ask and Mm -hmm. if you if you've ever talked to somebody that's not that doesn't maybe share the same beliefs as you it's kind of the same thing like you might have that conversation where it's like well i don't agree with this and then you can come back with whatever answer or discussion you have um and that's basically what what happens in this show they're they're just discussions of faith the discussions of religion
1: yeah very important discussions um Damn, what was I gonna say? Oh, and the way they they comp- the show compares religion to the horror aspect of the show as well. That's where I feel like people might be like upset about sure. it. <laughs> um but again, like you said, yeah. it's a movie, it's a story. So it's like, you know, you shouldn't let those things offend you. Um, easily offend you if you if you're so like strong with your faith or right. you know what you believe like um, take this for what it is it's a movie it's it's supposed to be entertaining um, but yeah I mean we both grew up in strong Catholic households and so this, really, this show really ha- hit home to us.
0: I was going to say you can definitely tell that Mike Flanagan grew up in a Catholic upbringing because everything about it it was just. I mean, we. I mean, I'll be honest. We haven't been to church in I don't know how many years, because um, that's just not part of our lives. But um, <laughs> all the things that, all the all the scenes said in the church and all the discussion. You know, all the things the priest was saying. I was like, man, this brings back flashbacks. Like everything. They, they he got all the details right about going to church. I mean, even the whole midnight mass thing. That's part of being a Catholic. You know, you'd have those midnight masses for like Christmas and. I, I think I went to one of those, and I was like, "Man, this is so weird." Just being there so late at night, and t- yeah, I forgot
1: about but
0: that. <laughs> everything, you know. Aside from like, I didn't see any rosaries, but aside from that, they basically covered everything about being a Catholic. The
1: priest would carry. It Did he up, carry rosary? Remember?
0: But but no. But I, I mean, I guess because I remember my mom and my grandmother, they would always be prank They would have the rosary like there. They would always be praying the rosary, like, either at home or, the you know. The
1: priest prayed the rosary in the show. The
0: priest did. Yeah. But I'm talking about the the, the congregants, the people that went to church. Oh. I never saw a person praying the rosary, like, at their house or, like. then oh, um, yeah. that's definitely – maybe that's more of a Mexican Catholic thing. Um, but this is, of course, white people because – I mean, not of course white people, but it's, of course, white people because they're <laughs> living in – it's this island, like, fishing town. Of course, you know, you're not going to see many people of color there. That's also – uh, uh, an aspect of the show that comes up though the whole um the othering of of people that aren't exactly like you that mm-hmm. don't follow your religious beliefs or don't don't follow your um that don't look exactly like you or whatever um which we'll get more into in our second half but um yeah these are all th- there's so many different um layers to this show uh, besides the horror elements of it but it's just so well told because it nothing feels rushed and it takes its time getting where it gets to mm-hmm. um it starts off creepy and then it gets it just becomes this like horrific thing by the end and you're just you're shocked at, at when it gets there but you're not surprised you're like yeah I kind of saw this this was like where it was leading to but it's just like <laughs> it's still like crazy to see uh to see it unfold over those 7 episodes oh yeah um so definitely a recommend from both of us uh I recommend anything Mike Flanagan has done to be honest with you like any if you find anything that he's written and directed or you know yeah written and directed I would seek it out um because starting with Haunting of Hill House I think that was the first thing that we saw from him and I was like okay actually the first thing we saw from him was Oculus years ago um which was good but it wasn't like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. I need to go see this. It was a good movie. But it wasn't until I think we saw Haunting of Hill House that I was like, okay, this guy, like, knows what he's doing. He knows how That's to write. <laughs> he, yeah, he knows how to write, like, characters and a good story as, along with these, you know, horror elements injected into the story. So, Yep.
1: I was really sad when uh, we finished this last episode because... Yeah, not not that I wanted more, not that he didn't finish it. It's just I came to love the show so much that you know you never want something to end.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that's I think that's a sign of a good uh, a good show is when um, when you're you know you're you're watching it and you're like do we want to watch the next episode? Like you want to watch it, but you also know that, Oh no, we only have like two more episodes left. It's that weird feeling of like, you don't want to leave this setting, these characters because there's, (laughs) it's so interesting. Um, I've only had that happen a few times. I mean, we had it with like, I remember freaks and geeks were like, Oh no, we're almost done with this. Cause you know that that's the end of it. Like, you know that that was the end of that show. And it's like, Oh, this is such a good show. Like I, I wanted to keep going. Like you said, there's nothing that was left undone. At least, not for this show. Everything that he wanted was 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 there. But you just um, you're just like, oh, once it's over, like that's it. You know, you can't you can't rewatch this. You can rewatch it, but it, it, you already know what's going to happen. You're watching it with with um, you know, you're not watching it with those fresh eyes that you were the first time. What's interesting, though, I, I, now that I'm saying it, he he writes these kind of stories where if you start watching it again. You're gonna notice from the very first episode, you'll be like, Oh, you're gonna start realizing things. All the hints. All the hints and things that were being said, all the looks, all the different shots that are gonna that you're gonna be like, Oh, that was already like this is what happened there, or this was setting up this scene that's gonna happen down the line, you know, all these And
1: that's why I wanted I wanna rewatch this already, because exactly that. I was thinking (laughs) about that today. I was like, Okay, that's what happened to us when we watched the Haunting of Hill House. Yep. Once we figured everything out, watched the whole thing. I don't know if we did we rewatch it or we, we I think there was some scenes that we went back and looked at we because went, like YouTube or something was like, Oh, did you see this? You missed this an episode whatever and so we're like, Oh crap, like they were hinting at these things.
0: We went to look back at Haunting of Bly Manor because that one at the very end they said if you start the show from the very beginning it's gonna it's almost like a loop like it goes right back into the the story um no
1: but i remember the first one we did because there. there's
0: hidden ghosts in the in the show so we went back and like yeah noticed from the very first episode like oh shoot there's someone standing back there or there's this you know whatever because you don't know that going in but yeah yeah like
1: you miss it the first time there's so much going on
0: yeah but the same thing like here where you're like I have a feeling if we, as soon as yeah. you press play on that first episode, you're gonna be like, oh, right there. That's you know. why I
1: want to rewatch it already. Cause I'm <laughs> like, okay, and that was that was already kind of happening too, I, cause I kind of know that already with his stuff. Yeah. So I was trying to find stuff as we were watching it, like, okay, why is that person looking at that person like yeah, that? Yeah, you point and it why out. Why did they say that? And and you know, certain characters say the same line but mm-hmm. in different episodes, and so I'm like, oh, remember, so and so said that. So I just I was trying already, but.
0: Yeah, you pointed out something actually last night when we finished it that I was like, "Oh, yeah, you're right. That's why. That's why this character was looking at that character. Like, I didn't, I didn't even think about that."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's, okay. But that's why it's so well written because you know these things are all thought out ahead of time, and you interpret it one way the first time you're watching it, and then of course if you watch it again, you're like, "Oh, I already know why this is." You know, you 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 realize the true meaning behind that scene or that dialogue or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, was there anything else before we start spoilers? No,
0: obviously, we recommend it because we're going to, now we're going to delve into spoiler territory, which means we're going to actually talk about the show as if you've already seen it. So, we'll give you a few seconds here. This is fair so warning. Wait.
1: Yeah. So, it's on Netflix. So, if you want to go watch it, go watch it and then come back and listen to our discussion because I'm sure you would want to discuss this show after you finish watching it.
0: Yeah. This is one of those shows where, you want to talk about it's it's weird it's like with movies yeah you want to talk about it too but i feel like with shows that just come out like this um everyone's watching them at different paces yeah. so it's like you don't know and it's funny because even their instagram i was telling sam uh the other day i follow henry thomas he's local actor well he, he was a local actor <laughs> he was born he was uh
1: And we met him. Yeah.
0: And from San Antonio, you know, obviously he was Elliot in ET, but he's also a lot in a lot of uh, Mike Flanagan's movies and shows. He was in Haunting of Tell House, Haunting of By Manor, um, Dr. Sleep, and he was in this show. Um, But I follow him on Instagram and he posted something the other day where I was like, dude, like it wasn't a spoiler, but it showed something that I was like, okay, so now I know something's going to happen with, you know, (laughs) with this situation. So it's hard to talk about this stuff without giving things away so that's why we're kind of warning you right now we're gonna definitely delve into spoiler territory
1: yes spoilers coming spoilers ahead okay you have five seconds you better pause or stop now okay now
0: have you stopped now okay all right for anyone that's still listening we assume you've already seen it or you don't care that we're gonna spoil it for you so uh yeah so Sam, do you want to start the conversation or?
1: Yes. <laughs> of course so, you do. So so many things to talk about. I first of all love that this show literally asks the questions that you and I have been asking pretty <laughs> much we're our kids, whole lives yeah. to our, you know, religious family, to our uh, religious peers and church and everyone basically telling us that we need to be Catholics and we need to believe in God and Jesus and everything that they, all these religious people believe in. This show literally asks those questions. You know, what happens when we die? What do you think happens when we die? Is there a God? Why, you know, what is the purpose of of this religion, basically? And I just love those types of conversations um, because those questions were taboo growing up. I would get in trouble for asking my parents those questions. You know, the answer would always be because I said so or because you're supposed to believe mm-hmm. there was no conversation ever had.
0: And mine was I, like I, like, why are you? Yeah. Why are you being I, a pain in the ass? Basically. <laughs> yes.
1: Why are you asking? This? <laughs> I Samantha. Like, yes, those were the type of answers <laughs> we would get. And so it's, you know, it's frustrating growing up when you're. You're curious. You're not asking to be rude. You're not asking to challenge. You're asking because you're curious. You're not
0: like, oh, yeah, well, why this? You're just like, well, I don't understand why this happens and whatever, whatever. And, right, you're met with don't ask questions, basically. Yeah. It's disrespectful <laughs> to ask those questions.
1: Yeah, and as a child you're you're taught to question everything you're learning, right? So you're trying to understand things and when you're being met with just a wall when you're trying to understand things, of course you're not going to be even more religious or you know, to us, we're not going to be even more religious if we can't even have those mm-hmm. discussions. So I I just love that all of those questions and those discussions were happening in the show and they were done so well. Like you said, the way uh, Mike Flanagan wrote the dialogue mm-hmm. and the monologues were just perfect.
0: And uh, just to go with that, like, you, and the responses were perfect yes. because those are the types of responses a priest would say to you. Like, because oh, yeah. Riley's the one asking these questions for the most part, um, and you know the the priest answers back. Well, well. That's a good question, but you know we we we, you know we trust that God we trust has that God, a plan. and it's always the same you're answers. You're not
1: supposed to question God's plan, and this right? is God's
0: plan, and He's you know He works. I know it's a cliche to say it, but He works in mysterious ways. Like He knows Himself that these are cliche answers, but that's all He can offer, yeah. and it's just so frustrating because you're like, well, that's not
1: what I'm asking,
0: or that's not an answer to my question, though.
1: Yeah. So I love Riley's character. Yeah. Um, he grew up very religious. He was an altar boy. Um, And then he killed someone accidentally by falling asleep at the wheel, drunk, um, went to prison for it. And now he's an atheist, right?
0: And And, he's haunted by that vision of of the the girl that he killed. Like every time he's going to sleep, he's just staring right into the the dead girl's eyes basically.
1: Yeah. And so I'm not saying that you and I are atheists, but all the questions he asks are all the questions we both have. (laughs) Yeah. If there's, you know, such a loving God out there, then how could He allow such horrible things to happen to innocent people? I think that's a fair question to ask. And like you said, the same thing. The priest was like, "Well, you know, there's basically good comes out of bad things. Um, There's a
0: reason for everything. There's a a reason. Everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah.
1: But is that how life should be? Is is that really the purpose for suffering? Because some good may come out of it. Um, I just really love that they they discuss that.
0: Um, even the I mean he even asked about the church and like well, I forgot what he said. It's like in the first or second episode. He talks about how you know, all this money. Oh yeah, that's what he was talking about. Like how the money went to uh that Bev Keen, she was uh-huh. asking for all this money. And all they did was go to this. They went to her, like the same thing about like, where does our money go to? Whenever you're collecting this money Uh in church, is it going to the church? Is it going to feed the? Because uh, we always have this question too, which they didn't bring up in here. But you know, shouldn't this money be going to? I don't know, community outreach, like you know, to help the homeless, to help things that Jesus would have done. No, it's going to pay for the priest's trip to rome or something it's like why 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 do i want to be part of that it's you know Mm. that's not helping our community or helping these poor people or whatever so
1: exactly um and then this show is to me in my eyes was basically showing what i always say is that and this might upset people and i'm sorry. But that religion and Catholicism and Christianity is a cult. If you look at the definition of a cult, it says you know a a, a person is so like intriguing or has this influence on a following to have them believe what they're what they're preaching. Mm-hmm. That's literally what Jesus did, and so because Jesus was what born a, a Jew, he was He's Jewish, Jewish. Yeah. and
0: which is funny to me, like, why wouldn't we be Jewish then?
1: Then Exactly. <laughs> so you have someone that was already born into a religion that existed. Right. Then he branches off and says, no, wait, here's this religion that we should be following. And he has this huge following now.
0: But he's not right? even, uh, I mean, according to whatever, you know, the writings, he's not even saying, like, we should follow this religion. He was just, ta- ta- you know, he was just lecturing to people and stuff. And... The people around him were the ones that created this religion. Like, hey, you know, this is the guy to follow. We'll, we'll create exactly. a separate branch here called Christianity.
1: Exactly. And so to me, and it's so funny, <laughs> like you said, like I, my grandpa is super religious and he'll call other religions cults yeah you know oh jehovah's Jehovah's witness they're a cult or mormonism is a cult it's like (laughs) yeah you too grandpa with your catholicism but i can't say that because you know then he'll get upset but if you think about it it they are cults it's like which cult do you prefer then which cult um are you morally and ethically okay with following and yeah
0: what makes a cult a cult like why why are they a cult? Because they believe things that you think are screwy, but yet you believe that this
1: exactly. man
0: died and then a couple of days later came back to life and floated up into heaven. Like to, to some people, that sounds pretty crazy, mm-hmm. but to you, it's normal, and that's that's fine. But why are you now calling this these people a cult because they they believe something just as screwy as you, just in a different just way?
1: Different, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so, and then we get into the cult following here that's based off of their church based mm. off of catholicism catholicism so you have uh monsignor uh pruitt preaching now and saying like okay if you do this these miracles will happen you'll have everlasting life literally words from i don't know i guess it's from the bible i'm or guessing because scripture there was a
0: lot of scripture quotes you could see like we're watching with captions on there's lots of quotes and around these
1: and that's things. what i loved about this yeah. movie because they were taking scripture straight scripture and using it to apply it to this cult that he was creating yeah. that's what i loved about this it's like okay look at the this perspective now and see what i've been seeing um but now it's just with that horror element and turning them all into vampires which yeah. is very entertaining because we love horror stories, right? So that's why I loved it. You have this mix of questioning this religion and the horror story at the same time.
0: What I what I found interesting about that, what you're saying is that as, as things get more and more horrific and more like where you're, you're like, how are people like standing up for, or how are people okay with this? They would find, a script, especially Beverly Keene, that character, oh, yeah. she would find something. Remember, it's in scripture. Yep. Like anything... You can twist these words to mean anything you want them to mean, basically, as long as it fits your agenda. And that's exactly what they would do. The more and more horrific shit got, Uh, you know, we're killing people, but it's because God said in the the revelations, blah, 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 everything had an answer. For, as to why it's okay for us to now kill people, drink their blood. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was it get got more and more insane, but everything had an answer in the Bible, apparently.
1: And because it was in the Bible, people accepted and it. They
0: couldn't. They didn't question. They it. They didn't question like, All right, it. I guess you're right.
1: And that's what I love yeah. that this show showed, mm-hmm. um, because as long as you put Jesus's name on it, or you know, religion, uh, Catholicism, on it. People will not question it. Right. And and they will follow. Throughout
0: history, people have done horrible shit in the name of religion. I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. not even.
1: The Crusades. Like How many people have died in the name of of Christianity or, you know. Slavery.
0: I mean, they've used it to pretty much uh, back anything that, anything horrible. You want to argue with it? Yeah. It's in the Bible. Oh, you know. Blacks and whites shouldn't be married because it's in the Bible somewhere. It's you. They read something and you can interpret it that way. Or
1: we shouldn't let women have abortions right. because you know it's against my religion. Okay, well, how many kids died in the Bible or sacrificed right. in the Bible? God told them I'm to pretty kill pretty their. Sure God asked them to abort these lives, but that's you know whatever. Yeah, um, it's
0: yeah, and that's brought up in there too. He's like, well, you know, we've uh, we've. Uh, God has asked us to do certain things, like you know, kill his own Abraham to kill his own son, or whatever. Right. It was and a then, test.
1: What was it like? The Egyptians they had to kill their firstborn. Right. Like, you know that that came up so many times, and it comes up so many times, um, and it's just it's just funny to me. Like you said, how people will interpret things in the bible or or twist them in ways that it will benefit their agenda which
0: i think is hilarious especially nowadays because i'm like okay let's say that we're, they were to be taken literally these things how long ago was the bible written and how many things exist now that didn't exist back then again mm-hmm. like it does it, how does that still apply to us thousands of years later it's just it's just a, it's very hard to comprehend um And then, of course, like you said, the incompatibility with other religions, like, oh, we love God. We, you know, God loves everyone except for you, because you uh, worship Allah instead of God. You're, you know, you're obviously less than us or, you know, and that comes up as well. Yep. You know, this character of the sheriff who he and his son, they're the only like Muslims on the, the island. And so people treat them with disdain, like they're, you know they call him raghead they call him uh you know terrorist it's like mm-hmm. it's the same shit we heard right after nine eleven, right the same tired you know discourse and there's this great scene that he discusses because these miracles start happening quote unquote miracles and so they start you know the, the, it 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 uh revs up the religious uh aspect of the community and so they start handing out bibles in in school and so you know <laughs> the sheriff goes to that this meeting and he's like, she, she's like, no, you know, Beverly Keene's like, no, we're just trying to to spread the word of God. They they can read it or not read it. We're not we're not pushing the we're not pushing our religious beliefs on others. Mm-hmm. And he's like, really, that's interesting because how would you feel if I started handing out the Quran to all these kids? Would you feel the same way? you know you would you would run me out of town and she's like no i wouldn't and you're like as an audience member you're like yeah <laughs> yes, right you would. there'd be there'd be protests all over the streets uh-huh. if that ever happened so
1: exactly and then you know this show really just highlights and those self-righteous religious people and everyone has met one of those people in their lives i'm
0: sure you have some some people have them in your in
1: their family exactly (laughs) it's yeah so i've met so many people like this where they're they're not exactly good people and they're not exactly bad people but because they go to church every sunday because they post on facebook that they pray and that they have faith um they think that they're able to judge others and they think that maybe God will love them or, um, love them more than, than others because other people aren't doing exactly what they're doing. They're not going to church and and posting about, you know, religious things. Um, what?
0: No, no, no. I was just, I was just gonna, I was just listening to you, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that's...
1: And that's that's Bev. That is mm-hmm. a, the def, She's the definition of that type of person. Um, you know, it's really scary to, to see her character because it's like, oh my God, like I know so many people like that. Um, and there's, you know, you were scared of her. And there's religious people like that that you're afraid of because you're like, oh, that person's mean. Or, you know, I just don't even want to be around that person because it's... Even though they claim to be... Um, Loving and religious and, and accepting, they're, they're the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just – it's uncomfortable to be around. And so I feel like she did such she a was good, good job she with that really character good. because she made me hate her. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hated her. But she just did so well.
0: You know, she really reminded me of that character. And, again, this is going back to a Stephen King novel or, or book. Um, same thing. Stephen King story. That's what I meant to say, uh, she reminded me a lot of Mrs. Uh, was it Carmody of The Mist, where it's these religious oh, yeah. nuts that outside of you know, in the in the in the regular world, most people just look at them and go, "Oh, yeah, that's Miss Carmody. Oh, that's Bev Keen. She's <laughs> she's a whack job. You know, she's she's one of those religious nuts, right?" Mm-hmm. And nobody really pays attention to them. They're kind of just it's a pain in everyone's ass in the, in the the town. But once something crazy or tragic happens, or something like, you know, uh, where it seems like it's the end times or something. That's when these people, they thrive on it. They shine because they're able to go see, I warned you all, this is what it is. And listen to me. I have the answers. I've studied scripture. I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And all the people, they start listening to them and they're like, yeah, you know what? She's right. She, she, she said, she talked about this and this, you know, and that's, what's funny is that, you know, you have this priest, you know, um, who you know obviously he's he's uh doing bad things he thinks for the right reasons but it's it's you know he realizes it's too late that it's not but she she goes with it and you know that she's the one that's going to benefit from this even from before the show ends you're like she's obviously going to be the the big problem at the end because mm-hmm. she's the one that's whipping everybody up into a frenzy she's the one that um like you said claims to be christian claims to to follow christ's word, which is to love everyone equally, she doesn't love anybody she she again they there's that scene where you know um I forgot her name, but the mom of riley she's she calls her out and basically says, You're not a good person, like i don't know you know why you can't accept that God loves everyone, everyone, even Riley, even our boy that was an alcoholic, even you know the lowest person, God loves them, and that's that's the other thing I want to say is like I know right now it sounds like we're bashing religion and, and I mean we kind of are. We're criticizing it. But this show doesn't really do that. It it, it mm-hmm. bashes the, the wrong kind of reli- religious person and the wrong yeah. kind of faith where it's just blind faith and that mob mentality of like, all right, this seems crazy and it seems wrong. But um, yeah, if you can kind of explain it uh we'll follow you without you know there's that scene where they're all given those cups it was very that was very much a cult thing right there like oh
1: yeah drinking drinking the the kool-aid
0: yeah quite quite literally you know i was drinking this this vat of of rat poison but um yeah i just want to point that out It's, it's it's obviously not i mean obviously if you've seen it you know this too it's not um taking shots at religious people because there are those people at the end who they're they still religious but they were actually good genuinely good people yeah. henry thomas's character his wife mm-hmm. um you know the 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 little girl what was her name lisa Lisa, yeah she's she says a prayer you know god please please protect my family and you're not meant to go haha what a loser you know i can't believe she's religious you know it's just showing that a lot of people that claim to be religious they're not good people mm-hmm. you know they just just because you hide they're they're literally the you know not literally but the wolves in sheep's clothing you know um it's it's these people that were running around the town at the end just like doing whatever the hell they wanted to and henry thomas says to his wife like i have that urge too like i have that feeling that that pain in my stomach where you know i have that urge to go crazy and just do whatever i want but i'm not doing it so he's like I forgot what he says exactly, but he says, like, it, it doesn't change, it doesn't change who you are. Like, mm-hmm. in other words, these people, in other words, these people that are go out there killing people, they were already bad people to begin with. They're right. just they're just letting go, like, all right, I wanted to do this anyway, so just go with it.
1: Yep.
0: It's it's really about like showing how I I I saw it as as like you can be religious, you can be atheist, but as long as you know the difference between right and wrong you know we're both following that same path of doing right some people need the the religious and Ricky Gervais has talked about this it's like some people need religion to keep themselves in check like it's like if if i didn't have this fear of going to hell i'd probably go out and murder people because i i you know you have that <laughs> anger in you but you know he's like and that's frightening to me and it's like as an atheist um i do it i don't kill people I, i'm nice to people because that's just being a decent human being, like that's just right. getting along together. So it, it's not criticizing religion. It's questioning it. it's questioning why certain people hide behind it. Basically mm-hmm. that whole like false prophet thing that you were talking about or watching it. Like some people use it as a, as a, a mask. Like I'm a good person yeah. because I go to church. It's like, no, that doesn't make you a good person right. automatically. You're still a shitty person. You're just, you just happen to ask for forgiveness every Sunday.
1: Yeah, they think if I I meet these obligations, these by going to church or doing these acts or whatever, then I'm a good person, I'll get to heaven. Yeah. So I can be a shitty person uh, Monday through Saturday. <laughs> it's you know, I just I hate that mentality, but um
0: But yeah, and then like on the flip side, like I was saying, there are people like I know people that that are genuinely good people like my my grandparents, you know, they uh-huh. were they were uh um Catholics and they were you know they were always in church my grandmother my grandparents were they were decent people they were good people I don't remember them ever being ugly or talking judging other people my aunt's like that too she's, she's a good person you know um, so there are those people that that they walk the walk and talk the talk you know and sometimes you're like oh, okay okay I'm sorry you know like because they'll, they'll talk to you about you know about church or why you should believe or whatever <laughs> and you kind of just okay okay but they're genuinely good pre- people and they're not um, judging you and telling you you're a bad person for this. But then there are those people that do tell you that you're a bad person yeah. for not going to church. And yeah, they're the same people that as soon as they stop talking about that, oh, did you see this lady? She's so ugly and blah, blah, blah. And they just want to talk mess about other people. And you're like, is that, how, is that good Christian behavior? Is that what they <laughs> teach you in church? Because I'm pretty sure it's not. So, um, yeah, that Bev Keen, man, she was, she was so good at, at – you just hated her from like the first episode because you knew she was up to something. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So then, ex- you know, you, you mentioned how we talked about being like the false prophet. So mm-hmm. again, that's the priest in this, mm-hmm. this show being a, some type of false prophet. He, he claims to have some kind of knowledge and, and power to help with miracles and stuff. And if it's, it can be explained by the book, by religion. Mm. People will accept it. Yep. Um and then we get to the reason why let's just talk about the priest. Not the reason why he did this, but um when he told that story about, I guess when Riley was young and he he killed he chopped that mouse and oh, right. um mm. and the priest said, Okay, we'll come back in three days and he replaced it with yeah. the new mouse and Um, so the priest was telling Riley, like, just that act alone restored faith in that boy for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And Riley was like, but that was a lie. Like that didn't, that wasn't based off of truth. And the priest was like, yeah, but isn't that, but isn't that enough? Isn't that enough and a good thing for that, that boy to, to believe for the next 10 years? And Riley's like, "No, because believe what believe a lie, like why would you want to be tricked into believing something right
0: it either is or it isn't, so why are you right? needing to do the trickery so
1: why does the priest think that's a good thing like uh, uh, yeah that's
0: well, and then it all goes that all goes back to that larger issue, which is you know it's been you know it's to keep to keep this whole thing alive to keep this yeah. whole this thing of religion to keep it alive you know to keep the keep the illusion going if you want to call it that mm-hmm. um you, and we we talked about that later too where he he kills that uh what is it joe um oh yeah i forgot his name he kills him because he's joe collie thank you because he he's got this vampire urge now um and he doesn't even feel bad about it he says like i don't feel but again, that's God. God must be helping me and not feel uh, guilt over that. But yeah.
1: and He also said, "Oh, Joe was beyond saving." Right. right. All of a sudden, He flipped His
0: even though He was opinion. trying to save him this whole yeah, time. Yeah, He
1: was beyond saving. And Riley was like, "Why do you think that? Why would mm-hmm. you say that? Like, that's not true."
0: It's that. It's that way of rationalizing mm-hmm. what you've done, the bad things you've done,
1: and again, judging. Right, oh, right, right, right. Joe uh, Collie wasn't good anyway. We weren't gonna be able to do that. Let's be honest. It's so, Joe Collie. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the American Horror Story uh series, and I won't spoil that, but the, <laughs> the season that just ended, um, it's very similar to this uh theme, I guess. And it's they basically say the same thing, like bad who they deem as bad people are expendable right so like, no one will miss they them. were yeah no yeah. one will miss the crackheads um mm-hmm. so that's basically the same how they rationalize it yeah, yeah what they did and what the priest did to joe basically
0: and then of course bev stem, stumbles in on this she sees you know like this dead body with bl- all this blood everywhere and she's like all right we need to clean you up and we need to go back out there and do this <laughs> and again it's like like you said it's to keep everything keep that illusion alive that yeah. that nothing's wrong everything's good everything's working the way it's supposed to um yeah but it's crazy how she doesn't respond the way like a normal person would be like freaking out like oh my god!" she's like nope nope we can't because if this gets out it's gonna everything's gonna fall apart and no one's gonna believe anymore you know everyone's faith will be shaken so again it's that thing like you said of with the mouse it's like keeping this illusion alive like isn't that good though that we we lie to the people sure but it's going to help them keep this faith or keep, you know, keep coming to church instead of, because, you know, it's bringing all these people in now that these miracles are happening. Church is busier than it's ever been.
1: Yeah. Um, and then to go into my next topic is I loved that this was supposed to be like a love story. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and he revealed, he re- revealed that, what, the second-to-last episode or third-to-last episode. I was like, this oh, was my awesome. God. Yeah. He did, the priest did all of this just so he can be with um, Mildred, yeah. I think. Um, but, again, to compare it to tricking Riley with the mouse, he's tricking this entire town so that he can get what he what wants. He wants yeah. His second chance. Yeah. So, it's just... To me, just another selfish man disrupting other people's lives or lying to other people, like no regard for other people um, just to get what he wants. Yep. And, um, and that's a priest, right? You're su- <laughs> you're, he's uh-huh. supposed to be one of the, the nicest, selfless people. Um, but a priest went through all of this, and he did all those little things um, just to trick people into believing different things. Um, but I do love that he loved this woman so much that he was the downfall of a whole little whole community, society, yeah, a little yeah, community. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, that's so romantic. <laughs> oh, my God. Would
0: you destroy a whole town for me?
1: <laughs> you wouldn't destroy a whole town. <laughs> you wouldn't. But... Yeah, I just, I loved that part. Um, I guess it's that aspect.
0: And to go with that, I I just want to say I really love this actor. I, I'm surprised I hadn't seen him in anything before. I think I, he was in the big short apparently, which I don't remember that he was in it. But his name is Hamish Linklater, which is funny. We we're talking about um, American Horror Story because he's actually married to, or his partner is Lily oh, yeah. Rabe, who's the, she's been in like many of the American Horror Story um, seasons, but she was like the mom in this latest season, the pregnant mom. But anyway, um, I love this guy. He was so good, like so good. I mean, he's basically like the center of this whole story. Um, he really reminded me. I I haven't seen it written anywhere else, so I'm gonna. But I I'm gonna keep pushing it. What? To me, he reminded me of a young Anthony Perkins. <laughs> he reminded me of Anthony Perkins in Psycho. Um, just his delivery he's very soft-spoken um he's very calm um and he has the those those verbal tics just like Norman Bates does he kind of uh, he stumbles uh, you know he kind of stutters over his words basically like he sounds like a real person talking and um he plays it so well and then he but he's also it's funny because throughout the whole even before you know what's going on he's he he's um soft-spoken and nice but just like norman bates and psycho you sense like something's off about him like you're like this guy i don't know whether to be scared of him or whether to be like uh you know like feel like he's this welcoming presence because he has the he plays it well you never know what's going on in that brain of his like he's he's very troubled obviously by what's going on like with his decisions like he he can't you feel like he doesn't quite know whether he's done the right thing or not. And then by the end, of course, he realizes he hasn't. But um, yeah, he's just so good in this. Um, I hope to see him in other stuff going forward.
1: Yeah, he was amazing. His um, sermons or whatever you call mm-hmm. them, um, amazing. Like I, I understood at that point when, you know, you always ask like, When people join cults, you're like, how could they even believe that guy? How could they believe what he's telling them and just do whatever he's saying without questioning it? The the way this guy delivered his speeches, I was like, I get it now. I get it. Like this guy delivered it with such passion and confidence (laughs) where if he doesn't – if you don't see any doubt in that person's delivery – And you see that level of passion and strength, you're, you're convinced like, oh, he has the answers then he knows what, what everything should be. And I feel safe trusting this person. And so, you know, when he's like preaching, you know, doing those really good like sermons, you, they show the crowd and everyone's like nodding Mm -hmm. and smiling, like, yeah, yeah. Like getting fired up. And I get it at that point. I was like, that's how it happens.
0: Even at the very end where he's, you know, where they have that final big thing where he's basically asking everyone to drink the poison.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's, he's like, Faith, 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 trust me. I'm here with you. I'm here with you. He's like holding the person that, that's yeah. drinking the poison. And you can see that there's some people are like freaking out. But other, everyone else is like, no, no, no. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. And like you see how it got to this point where yeah. everyone's like, yeah, everyone's ready to believe in this this guy. But it's funny because like we said at the very end, or like they say at the very end, um, all of a sudden it switches when he, when he starts to tell Bev, like, no, we, we messed up. And she's like, you know what it said? You know, I should have known it says in the Bible, not to, that we shouldn't have uh, referred to people as priests. Only, what did she say? Father. Father, only call one person father. And that's God, not, not you. You know, we shouldn't be calling you father, but it's funny how like up to this point, she had been okay with it, yeah. but now that he's switching, she's like, no, you know what it says in the Bible? Uh, that we shouldn't be calling you father. I shouldn't have been following you this whole time anyway. But um, again, that goes back to what we were talking about before, where it's con- it's only when it's convenient that we use those words uh, that were in the Bible. Like, oh, now, now it's convenient. So I
1: exactly calling you that and then when she said that i didn't even know it says that so i'm like so then why do we call priests
0: i was thinking the same thing i was like i wonder if that is in there somewhere but
1: it has to be i'm sure it
0: is i'm sure it is and i'm sure that's why also you know because catholics as catholics you know uh we i say we like i'm still practicing catholic but (laughs) you know they pray to uh the virgin you know the virgin mary or like the virgen or whatever Mm -hmm. and um other religions you know other religions in the christian faith they criticize catholics for that because they're like you're not supposed to pray to anybody but god like yeah. why are you praying to these other even though they're considered holy you're not they're not god so why are you praying right. to them so it's funny that we have these different even with <laughs> within christianity there's these different uh these differences where it's like no you're not supposed to do that and you're like well they're, we're okay with that you're not supposed to dance and have fun. That's not part of, well, we're okay with that. We're okay with drinking. Oh, y'all are okay with drinking? Like, it's like, you have to like shop around, like, which is <laughs> the one that allows what I like to do because that's what I want to be part of.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: yep. So yeah, it's just funny. I'm sure it is in there because she yeah. she was quoting it and it wouldn't be the first time that we do things or, or a, a group does something that you're not supposed to do according to the Bible, but we do it anyway because right. make up some excuse for that. We'll find something in scripture that negates what you, what that says. So,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so um, the priest being in love with Mildred and then I guess they had Sarah. Um, that was what I pointed out to you because I don't know if you, if did. you remember, but when Sarah – so Sarah's a lesbian and she was – on a first date with this other woman during the crock pot festival and the priest was just staring at Sarah and Sarah was explaining to her date, like, that's weird. Our priest before him used to stare at me like that too. Like it creeps me out. I don't know why he stares at me like that. And so her date was like, Oh, probably because he knows, yeah. like knows that you're, you're lesbian. Gay, yeah. Right. And so and I they kn- kind of laugh at it.
0: And I knew that's not why I was like, they wouldn't have done that. I feel like that's too easy of an answer, but mm-hmm. I, it just kind of, went away as soon as i that next scene came out i just didn't think about it anymore
1: yeah because we had no idea we had you know no other hint at that point as to what it could be and so and that's what i mean by timing this guy really got time has timing like perfectly because you all of this unfolds at you know at the end Mm -hmm. and everything just makes sense and so um that's yes. why we're like, oh, that's why yeah. he's staring at her. because it's his daughter, and it doesn't
0: come, it it doesn't happen, and you're not like, what? Like you're not like that doesn't make sense because you know, because it does make sense. Everything like you said leads to that, and you're like, oh, because you know, there's sometimes where people yeah. they write something and like, oh, this is my daughter. It's like, what that? What? Because <laughs> it because nothing you've seen up to this point leads you to believe that that makes sense like it's like well how how does that make any sense but this makes perfect sense yeah and especially with him constantly going to he would make that special trip to go visit her and her mom to give her mass you know
1: exactly and then i don't know if you remember but as um mildred was getting better um i don't know if you remember that scene where sarah was like okay let's do this again mom When were you born? Mm -hmm. She was asking her a series of questions. When were you born? Uh, Where did you meet dad? All this stuff. And then she asked her, Who is my father? And you see Mildred kind of like look like she's thinking. That's right. And then she says, Oh, it was Edward or whatever. She says some other name. And so Sarah keeps on with the questioning. So at that point, you're, as the viewer, you're thinking like, Oh, she still, she still has, has a little bit of that dementia, mm-hmm. and she's trying to remember. But no, she remembers the truth, <laughs> and she was trying to remember yeah. what was the lie that we were telling Right, her.
0: right. Remember the and lie. And she got
1: it, right? So just little things that he puts in there like that, it's like genius. You, you look back at it, and you're like, oh, my God, that's what that was. Yeah,
0: and even when – because there's a scene early on where she she does still have the dementia – and she recognizes yes, him. Yes, out
1: the window, right? Yeah,
0: and um, I already knew something was up there. I was like, I think that's the same guy. I didn't know how it was the same person, but I was like, I, I feel like she recognized him because he actually is that person. Yeah. But I don't think she called him Monsignor. Everyone she calls him, him John. Yep. Everyone else calls him Monsignor, 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 Monsignor Pruitt. Pruitt. She's the only one that goes, John? And, yeah. and so you don't think about it. You think, oh, she recognized the old priest. But why does she call him John and not Monsignor? Because she knows him like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know? I wondered that too. I'm like, why does she keep calling him John? Yeah. But it never occurred to me like something yep. else was going on.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So yeah,
1: little things like that. And mm-hmm. you know, she recognized him. And of course, you even had said this comment because Mildred was so old, she's the only one that would recognize the young John Pruitt, right? Because right? Nobody, nobody else was else old enough did. to do that. Nobody else recognized right. him except for her because whenever um, – He would come in. She'd be like John, and Mm -hmm. so like you said, Sarah would be like, "No, mom, this is Monsignor Pruitt. This is this is someone else." And she's like John, and so her Sarah's thinking that she still has dementia, but Mm -hmm. no, she's Mildred's the only one that recognizes him, the young as his young self, yeah. And it's funny because now that I'm thinking about it, John never corrected Mildred whenever she would be like John. He would just smile, like look Mm -hmm. at her and smile, like like yeah, you remember me now. Like he would see it working on her, this blood and you know i feel like that's what gave him the fuel to take it as far as he did because mm-hmm. he saw it working for her yep um so yeah just brilliant i love that that love story was in there oh yeah for um,
0: sure that forbidden love let it love be story.
1: known the fall of the community was a man <laughs> 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 because even mildred tells him it's not supposed to be like this right. it, this isn't how life is supposed to work we're not supposed to live forever mm-hmm. um she grew up. Sarah grew up, and we faded into the background, and that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it is for everybody. Um, and so she was. She was. She accepted that. That's life, right? And he just didn't want to let that go. He fought so hard yeah. for um, his second chance. And that brings me to another point that they brought. That brought was brought up in the show a lot. Um, they say I think it was uh, Emily. No, Aaron Green, where she was saying like, we're I don't know if it was her or Riley's mom. We're, we're, we believe our whole lives that there's a heaven. When we die, that we're going to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But why is it at, in the last few minutes of our Fight. death, we're kicking and fighting yeah. to stay, stay alive right. for yeah. those few more minutes, right? right? And, and then um, later on, when everyone's trapped in the church, when everyone turns into <laughs> vampires and uh, the few mortals left, uh, realize what's going on that you can't kill these vampires. Um, right. They start arming themselves. Oh no, no, they're at Aaron's house. They start arming themselves with a gun, knives and yeah. stuff. And someone asks like, what good is this going to do? Like, this isn't going to kill them. And so Aaron says, well, it'll buy us a few minutes, mm-hmm. minutes, maybe even seconds. And, um, and then when Lisa goes to Joe Colley's trailer um, and she has her amazing monologue. Um, she tells him, you stole time from me. Yeah. you stole something that I didn't even have yet and which was time. And so that's you know one of the biggest themes of this show is time. You're fighting for time and the whole point of turning is to have everlasting life, right um, and and live forever. And John or Monsignor Pruitt did all of this for just a to few have some more time. yeah, yeah he, he said this is our second chance yeah. he was he wanted his second chance and this was a second chance for him but in the end in, it only turned out to be what a couple of hours yeah. a couple you know yep. couple hours with um, Mildred um so he he fought and did all this just for a few moments with him and Sarah as a family together as you know that was his dream
0: yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it's true. Like even all these deaths, because you know everyone dies except for those two characters at the end, um, mm-hmm. and you're you're seeing these characters that you've you've grown to love and you want them to live. Uh, you know the sheriff, the doctor, the you know um, Aaron, all these people that you wanted to keep to escape somehow. Yeah. Um, like the the you know Sarah gets Sarah right. That's his daughter. Mm-hmm. She gets shot. You know by that. I forget Sturge. His, Sturge there you go and you know the father you know the monsignor he wants to save her so he cuts open his wrist to give her blood mm-hmm. and she spits it back out like nope I'm not taking that and, and it's funny because for a brief moment I was like oh this is how they can save her like I was excited yeah. but then I was like no because then it's just going to be the same like she's going to be just like everybody else these vampires and so again it's reinforcing that that thing where it's like, no, this is not how you're meant. You're not meant to keep going like that. Yep. We do have this finite amount of time on on Earth, and you're meant to do what you do the most with what you have, and then that's it. Like you're 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 on to either you're either you're going either you're going to heaven or. You know, like like the religious people believe, or you're you're feeding the what is it? You returning to nature as mm-hmm. basically Riley puts it, returning to the cosmos. Um, so, I like that. I like that it kind of reinforced like that these people aren't coming back. Like they're they're dead. Dead is dead. Yep. And so it hurt because you're like oh, I love these characters, but at the same time it's like well that's that's it. That's it. That's the end. Like you're not supposed to keep going. And then, at what cost would you? They they bring that up a, a lot too. You know, oh, they have to. What's the price yes. for you know, salvation, quote unquote, salvation for resurrection, basically for becoming this vampire? Yeah, the 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 cost is you you know you desire other people's blood, and so you have to turn basically everyone into into vampires <laughs> or kill them. So that's what I love too is that. The, the, the word vampire is not once uttered in this show it's no. and they even in the subtitles because we we watch this with closed caption we watch everything with closed caption because sometimes it's hard to understand it's what people old. are saying yeah well and sometimes the volume like it's too loud and so you have to turn it down and then you're like what were they saying so it's just easier but through even to the very last episode it would say angel it would refer to the that vampire basically or that whatever it was a demon vampire As angel, it says angel screeching. So it's funny because (laughs) the priest would refer to it as the angel, you know, oh, the angel, where's my angel? And then um, he even says like, oh, it's okay, you know, it's okay that you're scared. In the Bible it says that people will be scared of angels because they – so again, you know, that whole thing of explaining that – plain this horrible horrible demonic creature that you're seeing here it's an angel but it says in the Bible you'd be scared of it but anyway you know even at the end where you're like this angel is killing people and draining their you know draining blood from their necks it even in the caption it says angel screeching or angel groaning or whatever
1: yep and which makes me think about another point was that I I like that this show had the theory that this angel, or they called it an angel, so I'll call it an angel. This angel was unearthed from, where was he? Yeah, it was in the Jerusalem. Holy Land,
0: yeah. Damascus. In the Holy
1: Land. And so <laughs> that could explain... Some of angels. the miracles or, you know, things, yeah, it could explain angels and certain things that happened that maybe were written about in the Bible or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and <this> and is... <laughs> that, to me, makes me think of Ancient Aliens. Oh, ah, yeah, there we go. Because Ancient Aliens is a show where they look at things that are written in the Bible, like miracles, and they theorize on them saying, okay, let's just say maybe God didn't have magic powers to do this. Maybe there was some sort of other explanation for it. Um, and and that's what ancient aliens is about. Like they theorize off of ancient texts and, and, and theories and religions. That's what they do. They just say, okay, instead of saying, oh, God had magic powers and made this happen – maybe it happened because they had this type of technology that we didn't know about or they had this type of knowledge that we didn't know about and that's what actually did it. Um, And so that's what this show also made me think of. Like, okay, these people are interpreting this vampire as an angel producing miracles and using religious context to rationalize it and explain it. So that just made me laugh. Cause I'm like, okay, that that's right down my alley with my favorite shows. So.
0: Well, and then, and, and again, that goes back to those discussions that Riley has with, with, I think he was talking to Aaron. He's talking about how I understand why we need religion. I understand, or I understand why religion exists, you know, it's to help us cope with, with, you know, life and then answer those things that we don't understand. And I was like, man, that's exactly what I, that's exactly <laughs> what I would say, but it, it to going to your point, you know, it's like, um, you know, people used to believe that there were, um, mermaids in the in the ocean, and oh my god, there's a mermaid, and it's like, oh no, it's probably just a manatee, you know. Or it, it, there's always some description of something back in the day that this is how we explained it because we didn't ha- we didn't know, you know. It's like I guess that's um,
1: we had no frame of reference,
0: right? I guess that's a, an angel, or I guess that's you know something else um you know you create this this you describe what it is and you 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 create some kind of explanation for it because mm-hmm. it's hard for the brain to just go what is that what was that i don't understand well it's got to be this it's trying to rationalize something so sometimes you create these um answers for something i'm not saying that's what angels are and this is again where where we would get into that topic of like this may offend religious people because they're gonna be like oh really so angels are just actual (laughs) actually vampires but you know it's it's again like like you said it's an interesting like it's an interesting uh incident the way it happens in the in the show in that there's no explanation for where this came from there's no explanation as to what this actually is we just say it's a vampire because our Brains have taught us over the years that, oh, something that's sucking on somebody's blood, that's a vampire. Mm. Like, but it's never explained that way. Um, and it's funny because, again, it, it blurs that line between, okay, is this um, a miracle or is this, you know, it, it even has that that scientific ex- explanation where the doctor's saying, well, maybe it's this uh, contagion that's going around. Um, so that's how she explains it. It's like this blood contagion that's, causing people to behave such in such a way and of course the religious community is like no it's an angel it's bringing us this you know uh resurrection powers and um uh what else was i what was in there about the the angel i, I lost my train of thought but but yeah it's just these these interesting questions that are asked or po- uh, posed in this show um but it's never explicit in what it, it is he doesn't answer offer any answers like oh well this is what it was something was unearthed and it was from this no he doesn't go into all that because you don't really need that that's not really the point of this show it's not to explain what what this thing is or why it's here it's more as to um you know the way religion works and the way cults work in that how how far we'll go to rationalize something and to rationalize our own behavior mm-hmm. as to well this is because uh, you know it says in the Bible that uh, this is this is what's gonna happen so yeah very very thought provoking very much uh, bringing up all these questions that we already ask as you know people that question religion so.
1: Yeah, and the last thing I guess I want to talk about is the discussion that Riley and and Aaron have about what happens, what they think happens when you die. I really liked that discussion because it showed both points of view, Mm -hmm. right? You have your atheist uh, point of view and then you have your religious point of view. Um, And then I don't know if this is in the Bible or what because Aaron and the priest both said this, that um, in heaven, you're depicted as your your peak self. Um, so Aaron says, like, even though she never had her baby, she believes her baby is in heaven, and when God kissed the baby on the forehead, she grew up to be her peak self. And then uh, John, or Monsignor, the father John, Monsignor Pruitt, um, when he starts giving everybody this angel's blood, everyone goes back to their peak self. Like, he's younger, um, Mildred gets younger, and You know, the, uh, what's his name? The dad, he had back problems. They all had back problems in a way. Um, the mom, her, she don't need glasses anymore. (laughs) Her eyes got better. Like everyone was going back to their peak selves. And I don't know if it says that in the Bible, that's how you are in heaven. Um, but I just thought it was interesting how that's how Aaron understood heaven to work. And then that's what was happening when you were drinking this angel's blood. Um, but I really do like the way they explained what happened, especially Riley, you know. Um, and then I th- I think it was interesting that it showed the people, or Riley, someone who was not religious, was not afraid to die. It didn't upset him, it didn't scare him. He was not afraid of it. But then you have these religious people um, about to die and they start freaking out. You look at Bev, she was like, kicking and screaming her last couple of minutes right before she knew she yeah, was going to die because like she's trying to bury herself um, in the sand or something yeah and <laughs> and I thought religion one of its main purposes was to comfort you prepare you, for, prepare you yeah. for death that's why you believe in it because you don't know what's going to happen after you die so this religion brings you comfort and it, you believe that you're going to be somewhere peaceful and go to heaven afterwards so if that's something you should be looking forward to why are you so afraid of death um and so I I just like that they pointed that out yeah. in the show.
0: And I think part of it was because I think they all realized that it screwed up. Like, they're like, uh, I don't think we did this right. Like, I don't <laughs> think this is what we're supposed to do. So now it's going to happen, right? So, um, no, but you're exactly right. Like, everyone was panicking. They're all singing, you know, hymn uh, or something at the end because they're freaking out. Like, the sun's coming up. We're all going to toast.
1: Yeah, and even the sheriff, when... So Aaron went to go report Riley as missing. And so the sheriff asked Aaron, Well, what were y'all talking about last night? And she said, Oh, we were talking about what happens when you die. And he was like, Okay, so how did Riley seem? Yeah. Like what he seemed and fine. And she was like, He seemed fine. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, like he wasn't afraid of death. It's it's not just because you're an atheist or um agnostic doesn't mean, you know, death should be scary and well, also, I think it's just a weird thing that religious people believe in heaven and hell. Because from what I understand, hell is not even mentioned in the Bible. It's something that was created off of some other writer like... Dante. <laughs> um, I don't know, but he... Man. Basically fan fiction of the Bible. Fan and so he was the person that created oh, heaven funny. and hell as... Um, Uh, what do you call it? Um, When you get in trouble and something, what's that word?
0: Punishment?
1: As punishment Mm -hmm. for being a bad person. That's how religious people started using heaven and hell from that. That's where the whole,
0: yeah, the whole fire and brimstone thing.
1: Yeah. Because hell's not. And, you know, and that's a question from a lot of atheists or agnostic people like, okay, you're saying God is so loving and peaceful. Then how could, and forgiving then how can you believe that he will send you to hell right. for doing these certain sins or whatever? And from what I understand, hell's not even in the Bible. So it, religious people just took that heaven and hell and ran with it. And it's it's become part of... Um, Teachings, yeah. Teaching Christianity and whatever. So so I just think that's really interesting. And, and I love that they showed how Riley wasn't afraid of, of that, yeah. even though... He had killed somebody, Right. And he carried that guilt around. Right. He wasn't afraid of that. And I also think that um, his dreams were premonitions, um, obviously, because yeah. he told Aaron, oh, I have this dream where I'm sitting in a, a canoe, and I'm looking out, um, but and the sun's coming up, but the sun never comes up. I never see it come up. And mm. the last dream he had, he saw he tells her oh i i had that dream again last night but you were in it i looked across the boat and you were there and so i think she thought it was like a romantic type of thing she's like oh what do you think that means and he just said i should go like he got up and left like and when that happened i was like that's weird like i was like her like wouldn't he right why wasn't it something romantic or loving yeah. right like oh i jumped about you um but i think he he either knew what it meant or he knew it wasn't anything good. Right. And so um, it was perfect when he brought her out there to kill himself because that's exactly what he dreamed. That Was, was seeing the sun – not really seeing yeah. the sun come up, but that was the last thing he saw was sitting across from her on that boat.
0: That was a really tense scene because I was like – I didn't know what was going to happen because mm-hmm. he really wasn't saying a lot. He told yeah. his story and then – he shut up after that, Yeah. and she's the one nervously going, "Oh, what are you gonna do? Are you trying to scare me? What are you doing?" You know, you could tell. Why she, did you bring me out You here? could tell <laughs> she was scared, but she just, you know, was trying to like rationalize why I, why are you bringing me out here? Yeah. So I was like, "Oh God, please!" I thought he was gonna lunge at her. And, yeah. And then you realize, oh no, he brought her out here because again, he explains. You know, I wouldn't have been able to do this.
1: You I, wouldn't have believed. You wouldn't me believe me if I didn't show you. If I
0: didn't show you, and then I wouldn't have been able to do this like on my own. I needed you, you know, to. Uh, so I brought me, I brought, he says, I brought myself, I brought us out here because I, I have nowhere to go. Like, I, you know, because he wouldn't be able to <laughs> chicken out at the last second. So, um, yeah, man. You're bringing up stuff that I was like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But so well written, like, so well thought out. And I know he's been planning this for a while because, like, I told you earlier, Mike Flanagan, um, he, there's like, quote, mid, quote unquote, midnight mass, like the title, easter eggs in some of his earlier work in hush i think it's a book that the character has written because um there's a, a screen a screenshot you can find online where the book is like she's holding the book in her hand and on the back it's got her picture like she's the author and bev keen the actress that plays bev keen is in the scene like she's like holding the book i think or something um and then it, the midnight mass book comes up again in gerald's game it's like featured in there somewhere i we still haven't seen that one but but yeah so he had been working on this for a while and like I said, you can definitely tell this was written by a a Catholic who's probably now an atheist. I'm gonna guess <laughs> <laughs> it, but it was like I said, it was interesting because it it didn't take you know what could have been like an easy like making fun of religion and saying you know oh you religious people you're you're a bunch of you know you you just follow blindly and because mm-hmm. that that's definitely one take of this, but he never says that that's not okay. Like both, like you said, that scene where they both describe death or what happens after you die. They're both beautiful explanations. Yeah. Like you, the atheist, you you think he's going to just say, oh, we just turned to dust and we're just, you know, we're just, but he goes into this beautiful explanation of how, you know, we return to the earth. I'm now, my body's now feeding, you know, my
1: body's in a million places. Yeah. Now, and different kinds of bugs and yeah. animals and plants in the air. It's
0: returning to where it came from, basically. Yeah. Um Again, he even says that, you know, and that's from the Bible, you know, from dust, dust to dust, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what it, that's what he's what he's explaining uh, you know that, that he, we're basically going back to where we came from we're part of this earth and that, that that becomes part of um uh what's her name Aaron's speech or whatever at the end where she kind of it's like a melding of of the two where she kind of takes her religious beliefs and melds them with those atheist beliefs where it's like yeah we become we never were separate from you know from The Earth, or from where we where we we come from, we're all part of this universe together and that's she explains that that's the really the meaning of god like that's what we say when we when we talk about heaven or when we talk about god is yeah, that, it's, that we it's are all, all the
1: energy all, right. connected with the so, earth and the
0: universe so i know for some people that's gonna be like no that's not right god is a man of, okay that's god fine.
1: is a white man <laughs> with a beard so no i
0: understand that's not gonna in a
1: robe and sandals
0: that's not gonna um jive with what some people believe but it's still a beautiful like it was a beautiful speech and uh, um yeah, I just saw it really as Mike finding and trying to kind of cope with what he believes in, you know, growing up Catholic and maybe not being a believer now and
1: Yeah. But and it, providing the space to ask mm-hmm. all those questions that we all ask all the time.
0: Yeah. And what it really means. If and if you are a Christian, what it what it should mean. To be a Christian, what, you know, and to avoid these hypocrisies that that are brought up within the show, like, you know.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And then even to go to, um, okay, so the first guy that is killed in the town, um, he goes missing, the drug dealer. Oh, yeah. They call
0: him Bull, but his name's Bill.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. So his mom goes to the sheriff and she makes a lot of really good points, too. And I love Uh. that they put that in there because she tells him, like, you guys are so judgy just because, like, he did what he needed to do because he's a drug dealer. She puts food on the table. So them, he did says. what he needed to do to feed his family. Um, but all of you guys in that church are judging him, and y'all don't give a shit about him. Like, y'all, you need to investigate that church. You need to start asking around. And it's not right for you guys to act like, holier than thou, but then be so judgmental and not give a shit about. You know, the rest of us um, that aren't like you, who don't go to the church just like you. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he's like, well, I don't go to that church either. Um, <laughs> She's like, you know what I'm talking about. But though. yeah, she, <laughs> she made a very good point, you know, like, how can y'all call y'all selves Christians, but not act like true Christians, not follow in the steps of God? And so that's that's our, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves with super religious people like that. Like, yeah, you, you claim to be a good person, but you don't treat everybody equally because they're not just like you in that religious sense. So,
0: Right. They're sinners, which is funny because, you know, oh, they're, they're sinners. Mm-hmm. So they deserved whatever happened to them. But it's like, but I thought we were all sinners. I thought that was the whole point is that we're, but I guess their sin is worse than yours is yeah. what you're trying to say to me. Right. So, okay. And then, yeah, exactly. So it's that whole, the whole hypocrisy of, of claiming to love everyone and be, claiming to want to be christ-like and mm-hmm. being nothing like christ you know so
1: yeah so i don't i'm sure later i'll be like oh my god i forgot, I to forgot to about, about this, this. yeah <laughs> yep
0: that happens to me all the time um but yeah it's it's such a good it was such a good um mini series this guy's
1: well let, let's talk about the angel real quick before we go oh, okay. the angel was creepy
0: hell yeah it was creepy super
1: creepy uh, they did a good job again it's that tactic of using the shadows um because for most of the show beginning of so the first half yeah. yeah the angel was in uh shadows in the cave yeah, or see in the corner of the house glowing eyes all you see is the eyes or he was like um in the shrubbery or whatever and you just see those really scary glowing eyes like really freaky um, and then when they actually do show you the angel, he's still freaky. Like he's still ugly and scary. Like he's super tall, super yep. thin. His nails are gross. Like everything about him is just disgusting.
0: And then seeing him in those, in the, like the priest's
1: yeah. robes
0: or whatever, that was really like satanic looking. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was so weird. It's like, holy crap, they went there. <laughs> yeah, um, just walks
0: in like he owns the place.
1: Yeah, it was crazy.
0: Um But, yeah, that one scene where you first really see that this is the figure that 's been causing all this, like killing all these cats and draining them of blood uh when that like you said the drug dealer goes in that house mm-hmm. stupidly, which was creepy because he 's echoing everything he 's saying, yeah, that never happened again, but that was really creepy, yeah, um, but you first you see the eyes like on the floor because he 's again it's the shadow but you realize he's like crawling towards him and then Mm -hmm. he stands up and the eyes are like way up here all of a sudden you're like oh my god that's so creepy and he just flies towards him but uh yeah they did a really good job with that design they they, he held back enough to where you don't know what you're what you're gonna be looking at and then he finally reveals it in that um that episode where the priest is explaining
1: what happened like
0: how he got out of there um but then yeah like you said even when they light him up all the way. He's just really creepy. I'm wondering if, like, if that was, I'm sure that was an actor, but some of that was obviously digital effects. I just wonder how they did that because it was really cool. He was super tall, like you said.
1: Yeah. Super good. So, super good show. I loved everything about it, super entertaining. Uh, I hope these actors win some awards. Because yeah, I hope so too. They really delivered. They did such an amazing amazing job because it's hard to do a monologue because it's yourself. You're acting with yourself. Yep. Um, you're telling a whole story with your body, your face, your emotions, the way you speak, the tone of your voice, everything. And I think every character in the show nailed their monologues. Yep. And especially the younger ones too, like Lisa, like she did great um, when she was talking to Joe. Yeah. Amazing. And Joe
0: did great. That's the other thing. Because all the other actor is able to do in those scenes is react to what they're saying. And the guy that played Joe Colley, he was doing really good at like – because he was just crying basically the whole time. But every time she'd say something, he would cry or react to it and without saying anything. And so it was – that takes a lot too because that's all you got to do is just –
1: Right. It was all in his face, face. all in his eyes, Mm -hmm. in his body. Um, Amazing. Amazing. The sheriff – i i loved the sheriff
0: who was in uh haunting of blind manor also which you he pointed out chef. to me i was like oh yeah that was him like i said he they, he uses a lot of the same actors you mm-hmm. know um uh you know kate siegel of course and then uh yeah, kate henry and thomas riley.
1: the guy who played riley he is actually from bad girls i don't know oh i don't want to show myself. yeah he's um <laughs> what's her name may whitman yeah may whitman's ex husband mm. her baby daddy or whatever he's in that show did you recognize okay. yeah i had to google it because i was like i've seen this guy before Where have i seen him um so i know he's from good girls um yeah bev obviously does a great she job great. in her monologues she um, was really
0: good because yeah because she like you said she's one of those people that that if she talks long enough you know, you can see the people going along with her, and, and after she was talking long enough, I was like, "Yeah, I guess that makes." Sense. I was like, "No, you're falling for it." To- <laughs> she's yeah, working she her magic had an for, me. Answer for everything, <laughs> yeah. and then the way confident. she delivers it
1: yep. is so confident, and you know, she doesn't stumble or anything. So it's like, okay, yeah, you're right. I guess you know, you believe her, you trust her, you trust what she's saying. So she did amazing. Of course, Aaron's character did amazing. Yeah um riley did so good like you felt so sorry for the guy like you knew you knew he understood the weight of what he did um Mm -hmm. so it's they they all just did an amazing job i hope this show wins all the awards i hope these actors get recognized for their work because it was just amazing
0: yep really good show really good show and sorry if we offend – like I said, if, didn't mean to offend anybody with the religious takes. But this is a show that you – it's not even like we're looking into it. It's not like ah, you're reading too much into it. It's like, no, this is definitely – this show is definitely about yeah. digging into those religious questions. Like he basically created – he was able to create this show where he was asking all these questions about religion that he he had, obviously, mm-hmm. um, or these discussions that he would have. And then adding this horror element on top of that. So – that's a, that's a really tricky thing to do, and he, I think he pulled it he off really it. well. <laughs> yeah. So, and like I said, it's it, it's not like he has an answer, and this is you know, you know, religious people are bad, atheists good, or vice versa. Like, there's no, there's no answer there. It's more like just having these discussions and what does it mean to be, you know, what does it mean to be good? What does it mean to be evil? And where does religion fit into that? You know. Mm. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. To, if you've listened to this whole episode, which is probably our longest one, but we 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 liked it. And I, as soon as you told me like I want to do it, I was like, okay, yeah, because I. I I had put it in my personal page. I'd been like, hey, you, you guys got to watch this. But I was like, I wish I could put this on our yeah our movie page because more people might
1: Because I that. knew you and I would want to talk about this. Yeah. I had so many things that yeah. I wanted to talk for about. Sure. And so I just thought, you know, this would be a good discussion for our podcast because um, not only is it just a good discussion, and I think people should have this discussion, but the show itself was that good yeah. that I think... It, we highly recommend this show so I wanted to put it on our podcast
0: mm-hmm. alright I guess that wraps it up for Midnight Mass um,
1: follow us on Instagram yeah. at third row from the front let us know what movies to watch and review um, and let us know in, in the comments of this post uh, what you thought about this show and if you liked it and if there's any other shows similar to this you think we should watch and review
0: Yeah. Well, uh, we'll talk to you next time on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.